Hello everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Science of Self-Development. My name is Gene Reed and I'll be your host today. In addition to being your host, I'm also a police officer, father, husband, the author of Police Leadership Redefined, The EQ Advantage, and founder of Reed Solutions. Now, Reed Solutions is a coaching and training company that I created where we specialize in providing one-on-one performance coaching to individuals who are really looking to elevate themselves, go to that next level, identify a vision in the future, and then we assist them in doing some actionable goals on how to get there. Now, what Reed Solutions also offers is group training sessions on topics such as emotional intelligence for leaders, building resilience and stress management, and overall self-development. Now, if any of those offerings sound interesting to you, I encourage you to visit readsolutionsllc.com. One of the main things I do want to discuss, and we covered this on last week's episode, you know, Read Solutions has a lot of different offerings. However, and to echo some of the words of Earl Nightingale, you know, I'm not here to tell you how, how to live your life. That's none of my business. That's nobody else's business. That's your business. But what I am here to do is provide to you decades upon decades of research in the area of self-development, both scientific and philosophical, and what you choose to do with that information, well, that's on you. And I have no control over that. I can share with you my own personal experiences. I'll share with you a couple of those today. But again, whatever you choose to do with that information, that's on you. Now, in today's episode, we're going to talk about the universal law of vibration. But before we get into that, I do think it is important to cover some of the topics we went over last week, specifically this concept of a paradigm. Now, I'm just going to do a very quick refresher, but it really goes nicely into today's topic. So if you haven't listened to the full episode, that was on episode one. I highly encourage you to go over and listen to that. I'll make sure there's some links in the show notes so you can view it on YouTube or Spotify or wherever you want to listen to it. All right, this concept of a paradigm, right? A paradigm is a set of habits and behaviors created over time, which have made you who you are today. Now, because it's so important, I'm going to say it again. A paradigm is a set of habits and behaviors created over time, which have made you who you are today. Now, the the interesting thing is a paradigm controls every single aspect of your life, every single aspect. It's the foundation of self-development. It's the foundation of who you are. It controls the job you have, how your relationships are, the amount of money you make, the physical fitness, the state of fitness you're in, how you sleep at night. All of these things are controlled by your paradigm. Now, what we discussed last week is, despite this being such a foundational aspect of every human being, you know, most people don't even know it's a thing, let alone know what a paradigm even is. Thomas Kuhn wrote a book in 1962 where he explored paradigm shifts within the scientific community. Now, this is very interesting. He was one of the first guys to really put a name to this thing and really start exploring it. What he discovered was there are all these scientific theories over time. You know, we used to believe that the Earth was the center of the universe. Uh, We now know that the sun is. What he discovered and what he put into this concept of paradigm shift is we all operate on different theories. You're, you're paradigm is nothing more than a theory, right? You, you have this vision of this goal that you, uh, this life that you want to live, and you're putting together the pieces of the puzzle on how to get there. Well, in the scientific community, what happens is they start to notice certain anomalies, certain things that the current theory can't explain. And once you get so many anomalies that come up, 
and again, this happens over time, you have to recognize that maybe that theory, maybe that paradigm, that way of thinking, those habits and behaviors aren't working anymore and you have to change it. Now, same thing in the scientific community, they start recognizing some anomalies with this theory about the Earth being center of the universe. So what did they have to do? Well, number one, they had to have the desire to even recognize that. Okay, there are a lot of you watching this video right now that are operating with your current paradigm. You have a goal in the future that you are trying to get to, a vision, and there's certain anomalies happening, right? There's certain things that aren't really aligning with that vision, so you can choose to ignore it, which is what most people do, or you can get the desire to make that change. And no different than the scientific community, once you have that desire, well, you need some time. You're gonna need some time to figure some things out. And what we know about habit building is what the research tells us is it takes an average of 66 days to build and maintain a new habit. Now, arguably in the scientific community, and this is true, it takes many years to totally shift uh, out of one way of thinking into a new theory. But us as human beings, what the research is telling us is that the average is that 66 days. Now, what we know, and especially those that listened to the last episode, the range is actually 18 to 254 days. So 66 is the average, but rest assured, you might be the person where it takes 254 days to get that new habit to stick, okay, and, and really push forward and make that a new part of your life. You know, and I'm actually gonna deviate from the script a little bit. So I'm gonna share with you just a personal uh, experience of mine. So back in December, I started on this new habit. I wanted to start a new habit. I despise running, I can't stand it. Yes, I've completed an Ironman. Yes, I've done a bunch of triathlons before that. I don't like running. I understand the importance of it. And actually, I treat running a little differently now. So what I do and the new habit that I established is every day that I get up, within 20 minutes of waking up, uh, I have to be out the door. And I do one of two things. I either run three miles or I go for a one hour walk. And I typically alternate those days, right? So on Monday, I'll run three miles. Tuesday, I go for that hour long walk and then so on and so forth. I repeat that process. Now for me, I actually don't even consider that a workout. Uh, and some of you might think that's a little odd, but really what I do is I don't bring my phone with me. I bring a house key with me. That's my time in the morning to just totally get my thoughts together. Just go out there and really honestly not even think about anything and just allow whatever thoughts are gonna to come to me to happen. Well, this is not really an easy habit uh, to maintain. Okay, I started this, I'm actually probably about 45 days in, and this morning was really tough. And I've had a lot of really tough mornings, you know, these really cold mornings we get. So it's funny because that thermostat kicks in in my mind, especially this morning. And the reference there, and again, I encourage you to go back and watch the first episode, but the reference is that our paradigm is very much like a thermostat. When we try to establish a new habit and you get that pulling sensation to go back to those old ways, that's nothing more than your thermostat. That's nothing more than your body trying to get you to go back to those old ways. But I did what I talked about in our last episode. I just recognized it. I just said to myself in my head, well, this is that paradigm, old paradigm kicking in. I'm trying to establish this new habit. I'm just gonna stick with it. I get up, I go out the door and I do my thing. But what did that also require? Right? That also required the desire to even maintain that habit. Now, I've had a lot of success, not just from a physical fitness standpoint, but just a mental clarity thing. 
So I'm getting results like we talked about. Oftentimes when people start out on these new habits, they're gonna get results. It's just how much do you wanna stick with it? How good are those results? And how does this new habit align with this vision, this goal that you have for the life that you really wanna live? All right, so that's my personal anecdote, but just know that I suffer from the same things that everybody else does. Okay, that paradigm shifts in. You just have to recognize that's all that is. You wanna do this new habit? Okay, well, you know, you're gonna get that pulling sensation at some point in time. Like I said, I've been in this for about 45 days. After about two weeks, I, I kept getting that pulling sensation. But I will say, it is happening less and less frequently. This whole concept of I wake up, I get myself to get together in 20 minutes, I'm out the door. You know, it, it's, it's starting to become part of my daily habit. Okay, so that's paradigms. We know there are a set of habits and behaviors, okay? What we're gonna go into today is this universal law called the law of vibration. Okay, there are universal laws that dictate how everything happens in the universe, okay? Now, the interesting thing about the universal laws is that whether you're aware of them or not, they still apply to you. Whether you know how they work, whether you even know if they're a thing, they still impact your day-to-day -day activity. So ignorance does not mean that these laws don't apply to you. Well, the law of vibration is definitely one of them. I wanna give you an example real quick. And for those of you, again, who are just listening to this, please know you're missing out on some very high-tech illustrations here. Uh, this is available on YouTube. You can go to my channel. Uh, it's Read Solutions, or you can just look up the science of self-development. And I kind of laugh because uh, my wife hates this example that I'm about to tell you guys. But I heard somebody give this example talking about the laws of the universe and how whether you know they exist or not, they still apply to you, uh, really hit home with me. So let's look at the law of gravity, okay? The law of gravity applies to everyone. Whether you want to acknowledge that, whether you know how gravity works, uh, it applies to you. So the example I'm gonna give you today is let this little circle on the top of this uh, cliff here, the top of this balcony, represent a small child. Now what happens with a small child who crawls over to the edge of a balcony and goes over the edge? Do they suspend in midair because they didn't understand the law of gravity? And does the universe give them a break because they didn't understand it, they don't know how it works, and they wait for somebody to come save them? Well, no, they fall over the edge and they get injured. You see, just because the child doesn't understand the law of gravity doesn't mean it doesn't apply to them. Well, the same thing holds true. Oh, I gotta take this back. This is a great illustration here. This took a lot of time. I'm just letting everybody who's watching this, that's, that's high tech stuff right there. Okay, so, law of gravity. It's a universal law, okay? The law of vibration is also a universal law. You might have heard of the law of attraction. Okay, what I will tell you is, the law of attraction is not an actual scientific peer-reviewed universal law, okay? However, I'm gonna give you a test at the end of this episode, and you can decide for yourself if the law of attraction actually is a thing. So let's look at the law of vibration. Again, this is a universal law, this is scientific data, I'm not giving you some woo-woo stuff. When we go into the law of attraction, a little bit of woo-woo stuff, but again, I'm gonna give you a test at the end of this episode, and you can decide for yourself 
whether or not the law of attraction is actually real or not. Okay, and just because science doesn't have a way to measure these things yet, uh, doesn't mean it's not real. Okay, so let's talk about the law of vibration. What the law of vibration tells us is that everything in the universe, every cell, every molecule, everything is vibrating. Everything vibrates at a certain rate. And sometimes when you apply, let's say heat or cold, it makes things vibrate at a different level. And this applies to everything. So if you're sitting in a chair right now, that chair is made up of molecules, okay? Those molecules are very tightly bound together, but they're still vibrating. Okay, you don't fall through the chair because all those molecules are really tightly packed together. But it doesn't mean they're not moving necessarily. They have a very limited space, but they still vibrate. Okay, it applies to everything. It applies to this TV. It applies to these plants behind me. It applies to the books. Everything is made up of molecules and cells that are vibrating. Now, some of you who may have some trouble comprehending this, you learned this back in elementary school with the concept of water. Water is a phenomenal example to look at what happens when water is frozen and then you apply heat to it and it boils and it turns into a vapor. The only thing that's happening, again, we're going to look at this through an, an illustration here. Let these uh, white circles here represent an ice cube. Okay, these are all molecules that make up an ice cube. And you can see they're very tightly bound together. All right, you can think about in your freezer, you have an ice cube tray or you have an ice maker. You know, that ice gets spit out or you make that ice. Um, it's, it's not really a free form. It's not going anywhere. It's going to stay in that form. And why is that? Because that cold has slowed down that vibration. It has forced all of those molecules to come together and really uh, huddle together in a very tight shape. Okay, well, what happens when you apply heat to it? Well, if you leave an ice cube out, over time, what's going to happen is they're going to start applying some heat, right? A vibration starts to occur and they start to move a little farther apart. Now, if you really apply a lot of heat, okay, it causes those molecules to really start bouncing around. They generate friction and more vibration. They really start spreading out and it becomes water. Well, what happens if you continue to heat that water? Well, it's going to boil. So what all that means is those molecules are really bouncing around very quickly. There's so much heat, they have to get away from each other. There's too much vibration. Eventually what happens is that turns into a vapor. That gas, a gas is really just molecules that are moving extremely fast and they have to get away from each other. Now eventually what happens to a gas is it kind of repeats the process. Condensation takes place, it goes back into a liquid. If you had a cold night overnight, that will then freeze and you could repeat the process all over again. You know, the molecules themselves didn't necessarily change. All that happened was the, the rate at which they were vibrating changed. Okay, the space between them changed and it changed their form. Well, how does this apply to the law of vibration? Well, you, as a human being, all of the cells and molecules that make up your body, well, they're vibrating. And they're vibrating at certain frequencies. So what happens is our body operates off of, off of rhythm. Okay, our heartbeat has a rhythm. We have what's called the circadian rhythm. The circadian rhythm dictates how you sleep. If you apply stress and anxiety to your life, your body secretes hormones which disrupt those rhythms. Okay, at the, at the, you have the rhythm at the very small scale is those vibrations. Okay, all those little molecules, all those little cells that make up your heart are influenced, they're vibrating at a certain level. 
They are then influenced by a hormone which causes them to vibrate at a different level, okay, and either increase the heart rate, decrease the heart rate, heart rate, and so on and so forth. Well, the same thing applies to emotions, okay? When you are feeling a certain way, okay, your body is secreting hormones which are changing the way your cells are operating, all right? It's changing the rhythm, it's changing the vibration. So let's, how does this apply to the law of attraction? So that's the law of vibration, okay? That's a scientific universal law. We know that, it's scientifically studied. They know that all the cells in your body are vibrating. Everything else in the universe is vibrating. So what does the law of attraction say? Well, the law of attraction, again, the law of attraction is not a scientific peer-reviewed uh, law. It's just not. With that being said, again, I'm going to give you a test at the end of this episode to where you can test whether the law of attraction applies to you or not. I have done this test many times. Uh, I try to fulfill it as often as I can, uh, but I'll leave that up to you. Okay, so the law of attraction decrees that basically whatever emotions you are feeling are the emotions that you will attract. So again, if we look at the screen here, I have a box that says 94.1 FM. I want you to let this represent the radio in your car, okay? So what happens when you get in your car, you're a sports fan, you wanna to listen to some sports news. You turn your radio, you turn it to 94.1. Well, that's a frequency. You see, there's frequencies floating all over the place, all around you, you just can't see them. Our, our eyes uh, aren't able to detect those kinds of things, those kind of wavelengths. But frequencies are, are floating all over. The radio opens a space, it, it opens a space for 94.1, this specific frequency, to come into it. And what happens? When you dial it to 94.1, that sound, that frequency comes into the radio and out through your speakers and you get to hear it. Okay, if you turn this to 102.1 or 101.1, whatever it is, that's just a different frequency. So 94.1 comes in. Now that's the only thing at that time that that radio could accept, okay? And this is how the law of attraction argues human emotions. It argues that if you are in a really anxiety-ridden state, you wake up in the morning, you're filled with anxiety, you're filled with just, you're not grateful for anything, you just kind of go out to the world and you have those certain feelings, well, your cells are vibrating at a certain frequency because of that. And it's no different than the radio, you will then attract that. And I think we can all relate to this somehow, right? I mean, I've definitely had mornings where I woke up on the wrong side of the bed. I don't even know what that saying means, but I've done it before. I wake up with a crappy attitude, and what happens? Bad things happen to me throughout the day. It's just, it is what it is. And listen, is that just because I'm only focused on the negative things? I don't know. Is it because I'm not allowing myself to see the good things? I'm not opening myself up to have positive interactions with people? I don't know. But I do know when I have those feelings, when I have those sensations, Bad things do seem to happen, right? And not terrible things. And I'm not saying that also if you're in a great mood, you know, a, a negative thing's not gonna happen to you. You might be able to perceive that thing a little differently based on your mood, but that's what the law of attraction is telling us. The law of attraction is telling us that we are nothing more than an antenna for our frequencies, right? There are things out in the universe we can interact with people and how we feel is how they will respond to us. Okay, so here's the test I'm going to give you. So my, 
my buddy Earl Nightingale came up with this test back many, many, many years ago, and I have done this many times. Here's the test. And again, I'm not telling you what to do. I'm not telling you how to live your life. You do with this information as you want. You don't have to do this. It's just a suggestion. And all this will do is a personal test for you to see if the law of attraction is a real thing or not for you. For the next 30 days, again, I'm not even telling you to do this for 66 days, right? We know that we know the, we're trying to build a habit here. That's what I'm asking you to do, essentially. We're just going to do it for 30 days. Okay, for the next 30 days, I want you to treat every human being you come in contact with as if they are the most important person in the world. I'm going to say it again. For the next 30 days, I want you to treat every human being you come in contact with as if they are the most important person in the world. Here's the interesting thing about this test. Every human being on earth is, in fact, the most important human being on earth as far as he or she is concerned. Now, you may never get anybody to actually admit that, but that's a fact. So for the next 30 days, treat every person as if they are the most important person in the world. This applies to your husband, your wife, your kids, the person that you're getting groceries from. If you're driving on the road, if you're having an interaction with a coworker, you're walking down the street, it applies to everything. It applies to everything. This is a mentality. This is a new habit that you're going to have to try out if you want to do this. Now, the first thing I'm going to tell you, because I've done this many times, this is going to feel awkward. This is going to feel awkward. Now, for my athletes out there, I want you to think back to a time, let's say you were a basketball player, and a coach wanted to change the way you were shooting. Right? You've been shooting the same way for 10, 12, 15, 16 years. And somebody comes along to change your shot. And they have great intentions. Because actually, probably, the way they're changing it is actually going to help you. But do you remember that feeling? Do you remember how it felt awkward? Right? You've been shooting the same way for so long, and now somebody comes along, and they want you to change your hand placement, maybe just a little bit. And that feeling of how awkward that felt, well, that's what this is going to feel like. See, most of us don't operate like this. Most of us don't go through life really, truly cherishing those little interactions we have with people. Now, I'm also going to say this, because I have a very large first responder base, uh, especially my police officers out there who are watching this, who like to think of the 0.01% of things happening rather than focusing on the 99.99, okay? So for the 0.01% of times when, let's say, you're working as a police officer and you get dispatched to a person with a knife, okay, some of you are thinking to yourself out there, well, Gene, you want me to treat the person with a knife as if they're the most important person in the world? What am I supposed to do? Go give them a hug? You know what I mean? And, and risk myself getting stabbed? Here's what I would argue. I would argue that if the most important person in the world was having a psychotic episode where they're yielding a knife around, I would do everything in my power to make sure that they got the help that they need. Now, you follow your policies and procedures and you interpret that however you choose. The point of, the, the, the point of this exercise is to change your vibration. Change the way you're interacting with the world. Just try this for 30 days, okay? I'm not gonna tell you if I had a great experience, a bad experience. What I want you to do is send me a message. I want you to do this. And not for seven days, not for 14 days, not for 28 days, 30 days. And I want you to tell me how things are going. You get to the seven days in, you're three days in, you're 10 days in. If you start noticing things, really take 
a long, hard look at, okay, now I'm interacting with people this way. What is now happening with my universe? How are people now interacting with me? What things are now happening in my life? And that's the law of attraction. So we'll see how it goes. Again, send me a message. I love this stuff. I think it's great. That's why I'm here talking to you about today. Okay. So we're going to end the episode there today. Again, uh, readsolutionsllc.com. If you guys enjoy this stuff, uh, if you want to see the book that I've written, uh, some other articles I have coming out on, on sites like Police One. And again, I want to go back real quick to this uh, one-on-one performance coaching and the training stuff. If you're interested in that, we've been getting a lot of really great feedback. I'm just telling you now, January and February are, are booked up. I, don't, I just don't, uh, you know, trying to navigate family time with doing presentations. I don't have any more time. So if you want to get on the schedule, go ahead and get on readsolutionsllc.com. Send me a message personally. I'm on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. All the links are on there. But if that's something you're interested in, highly recommend uh, you guys check that out for yourself uh, or for your organization. Now, with that being said, I really hope I have empowered you with some information today so you can elevate you know, your own existence and excel at whatever it is you want to do. So thanks for tuning in and stay safe.